0: podcast exploring the zeitgeist and life in your 20s. Hosted by a girl who talks a lot. Hey guys, I hope that you had great week. Welcome back to another episode of She's Old Talk. I'm your host, Alish. In today's episode, we are deep diving into a number of things. We're talking about double standards in response to Chris Evans's nude leak and comparing that to what happens to famous women or even just normal women. Why are people still supporting JK Rowling? The question of the week, really. And Emily Ratter's essay in The Cut about owning your image as a model. So I hope you enjoy this episode and yeah, a quick recap of my week. I had a really good week, Um, had a good weekend, saw some friends, busy as usual and honestly I'm very keen to just kind of hibernate the next weekend. I did way too much socializing for one person. But yeah, life is good. I hope you guys are well. I hope you're settled in or you're ready to go for a drive or something and ready to to listen to a deep dive today. Um I'm very excited. It's I feel like it's been a very big week in the pop culture news world. There's been a lot of things going on, honestly. It was hard to just pick a couple because I can't just talk forever. But yeah, I hope I would love to hear your thoughts on all of these topics. So, feel free to get in touch. Can't wait to hear from you. that I'm loving this week is actually an article from um, women's media website, Mamma Mia. Um, It's called From Wifey to Villain, What Bella's Rebrand Tells Us About the Power of Reality TV Editing. And it's about, um, for those of you who don't watch The Bachelor Australia, it's about a a contestant on The Bachelor Australia whose name is Bella. From the beginning, she was basically branded um, as The Wifey. She got The Wifey Edit. And you kind of thought she was a shoe in, but then over the last like few episodes, she's kind of had this rebrand as "quote unquote" the villain, and it's just a really interesting analysis of that, and kind of a reminder, or aims to serve as a reminder that you shouldn't always be so quick to judge um, reality TV and like don't go straight into hating the character just because they're edited as the villain, because at the end of at the end of the day, it is an edit. And that's just something that's important to remember that you honestly, you know, nothing about who they are as a person. You don't really know that much about them. So you should really just keep that in mind when you watch your reality TV shows that it's not real, like it is constructed and it is fake. And I just thought it was a really interesting analysis. So I'll have that linked in the show notes. And yeah, I really recommend you give it a read. Okay, roll it <laughs> Second attempt trying to record this because all of my audio just deleted, but the first thing that we're going to talk about today is Chris Evans and his penis, which is a sentence I really thought that I would never say, but basically this past week, Chris Evans or Captain America, if you don't know him, he accidentally leaked a nude photo of himself on his Instagram story and the internet kind of went a bit bonkers, I guess you could say. Um, instead of passing it around though, and kind of making fun of him, mocking him, his stand stands essentially rallied to the cause and quickly flooded hashtags and just any search really when you came up, when you searched his name. So it came up with photos of Chris that weren't the accidental leak. And this is honestly, it is a really nice response to see. And it's good to see that we're valuing people's privacy and their feelings and kind of being a bit more respectful, um. It is nice to see that this change has happened. But honestly, it's so different to what I've seen in the past online in regards to nude photos. And also, it's so different to how so many women have been treated when their nudes have been leaked. Insider um, published a great article basically talking all about this and saying that it brought up memories of how the internet responded to past leaks. For example, Bella Thorne or Jennifer Lawrence. I remember, um, you probably do too, last year, Bella Thorne, um, she was being threatened to be hacked. They said they were going to release intimate photos of her and she kind of took her power back in a different way and she just leaked the photos of herself. And she copped a lot of flack for that because honestly, I think when it comes to women being hacked and their photos being leaked, We're used to them apologizing. Like we're we're so used to women in the media coming out um, and apologizing and saying that they're sorry that their intimate photos got leaked when there's nothing wrong with taking intimate photos. It's the fact that someone's distributing them without your consent. That's the bad thing. But, yeah, there were women who have so many times in the past have come out and apologized and Bella Thorne kind of was a trailblazer and did the opposite. She was like, well, I'm going to take my power back in this situation and I'm going to link them myself. And if you want to look, go ahead. And I think that was such a brave, um, brave thing for her to do and power to her. But she did not get the same response as Chris Evans did, clearly. um, I remember it was Rupee Goldberg who kind of, suggested that Bellathorn got herself into this situation and really just victim blamed her and said that if you're famous you should not be taking nude pics of yourself what did she expect to happen and yeah Bellathorn clearly obviously understandably was not impressed that and in the insider article they reference it and say that Bella said shame on you for putting that public opinion out there like that for every young girl to think that they're disgusting for even taking a photo like that and I think that raises a really good point as well just on this topic that there's nothing wrong with embracing your sexuality and embracing your body and wanting to take photos for your um of yourself as long as you're doing it and you feel safe and you're sharing it with someone that you're comfortable with, and you're of age, of course. But as long as you're safe and you're happy and you're okay, and you know this person's not gonna kind of spread them or anything, but even if that does happen, like it's never your fault. There's nothing else you could have done. It's you're putting your trust in someone else, and if someone breaks that trust, that's not your fault. I think that's something worth remembering. But yeah, I think just the response that we've had to, to Chris Evans situation has been so, so, so tremendously different than to any, um, female celebrity I've seen in the past, like Jennifer Lawrence or Vanessa Hudgens is a good example. I remember when she was in her heyday with high school musical, um, she, I think it happened to her a few times over the years actually. And she had to, well, she kind of issued an apology in those times being like, I'm so sorry to my fans, that sort of thing. When instead, like, obviously she was the victim in that situation. But yeah, I don't know. I just, there's been a lot of people coming out saying as well that they hope that this, this respect for Chris Evans' privacy and his feelings and just him as a person and his, um, his reputation, I guess, is extended to women when the same thing happens again soon because, let's be real, like, it will. There are always weird, creepy hackers trying to take powerful and well-respected women down and they do that by trying to leak photos of them. So I really do hope that this, um, this well-wound of support carries through to the next woman that falls victim to this, even though Chris accidentally did it to himself. But, In the same sense, like I just hope that it carries forward and we're actually making some progress and it's not just because it is a guy. So I really hope, I guess we'll see, but I'm hoping for the best here. The famous model Emily Ratter has come out with a really powerful and brave essay um, that was published in The Cut called Buying Myself Back. When does a model own her own image? And it's caused quite a stir. It's a really, really powerful piece. Um, she said that she's been working on some essays over the last year or so. And yeah, it's been published in the cut. And it is, it's is—it's a really good take at, at feminism and looking into the modeling industry and her image and her relationship with herself and with others. And yeah, it's just something that I definitely wanted to mention today because I mean, talking about women um, empowerment and nude photos, but just before like this kind of ties into that. I definitely found myself with a lot more respect for Emily after reading this essay. Not that I didn't have respect for her before, I really did. I think she's a beautiful woman and she's also really smart and intelligent. But yeah, it's really definitely worth a read about reclaiming her image and her her in experiences in the modeling world and in the spotlight she writes I've learned that my image my reflection is not my own and she recounts several instances where control of her image was taken away from her Um, and she mainly goes to three examples one of them was when she ended up in a lawsuit over reposting a paparazzi photo and it's just so weird that Obviously copyright comes into play and that sort of thing. And there are paparazzi guys who just kind of scrounge the internet to see when a model has reposted their photos so they can sue them. But it's weird that people make a living going out of their way to take photos of her when she's just walking down the street or something and she can't even repost a photo of herself without the copyright. Like she needs the copyright to herself, which is, yeah, it's just, it's just so weird that, that can kind of happen but she also accuses a famous um photographer jonathan leader um for basically sexually assaulting her in a photo shoot in 2012 when she was quite younger she basically says that she was sent to his house by her agent for a photo shoot where she recalls that he gave her some wine that left her feeling drunk and she obviously was young. She wanted to to show him that she was cool and she wanted to impress him. And then that kind of, it ended up being um, a photo shoot in like underwear and then progressed into, into nudes and ultimately ended in an alleged sexual assault encounter that she obviously has left her scarred and she's just as you can imagine, really traumatized from an event like that. And then it kind of gets worse when the photos taken from that photo shoot were published in a book by him, um, which she didn't want at all. There was a big legal battle to do with that because she wasn't comfortable with those photos considering what happened. And then that made him kind of want to publish them even more and put on an exhibition saying, oh, these are the photos that Emily doesn't want you to see. And I just can't imagine going through something like that. It's a hard, um, it's a hard kind of topic to talk about because at one kind of end of the spectrum, like you're, as a model, you're someone who is kind of selling your image. Um, but at the same time, it's like, when do you, when, how, how, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say is how can you not mix your self-worth and your and your work when your work is yourself, if that makes sense? That does not make sense. But like you sell your image, like that's what modeling is, I guess, when it comes into the crux of it, like you are selling your image um obviously with like beautiful clothing or an experience or something but it's often in the male gaze like a lot of modeling is and i was listening to mama mia's podcast out loud and they talked about this um in a really interesting way and they were saying hopefully maybe with more women in powerful positions more women more women photographers more women directors of shoots more women um in their higher-up positions of the fashion industry, then there'll be less encounters of sexual assault and less um, poor experiences with creepy photographers and and that sort of thing. And maybe it'll make it easier for yourself, but I don't know. I feel like it's a really nuanced and really complicated um, industry because it kind of toes the line between Putting yourself out there, but also wanting to still have parts of yourself hidden, which makes sense. But yeah, it's a really wonderfully written essay. It revolves around themes such as consent, um, use of your personal image, the female body. And yeah, I think it's well, well worth the read. And it's just, honestly, it's quite confronting. Um, it's, yeah, honestly, it's just, it's very confronting and it'll kind of make you think differently about the fashion industry, even though it may be some things that you'll read and you'll be like, oh, like, what do you, what else do you expect, um, in an industry like that? But it's just, it is, I found it really confronting, but I thought that it was a really great read and it's definitely worth worth reading and worth talking about and worth sharing with people you know because it's obviously it's not something I have to think about in my daily life about reclaiming my image and and how I guess it must feel living constantly in the male gaze because it is part of your work but also when can you step back from that and when can you reclaim your image if you can't even post a photo of yourself on your Instagram story that someone took of you like that photo wouldn't exist without you but I don't know, it is very nuanced and complex, but it's such a well-written essay and it really is confronting and worth reading. So yeah, I really recommend it. And the final thing that I'm diving into today, the moment we've all been waiting for, the J.K. Rowling saga. Let's talk about her new book, what the hell is going on? And also um, bookstores are boycotting Harry Potter books. So lots to one well, lots to discuss. Let's unpack is what I went to go for there. Um. So JK Rowling is no newbie to being in the hot seat over being quite controversial. Um. But she's back. She's back at it again. She's back, ladies and gents. And yeah, social media currently, well, this past week has been alight with the hashtag RIP JK Rowling. After news spread that her latest book features a transvestite serial killer. Which kind of needs no words. Everyone is like, what the hell is going on? It's really quite tone deaf to say the least. In the past... Rowling's been in the spotlight for controversial comments online about gender identity, more specifically trans women, to the point where even Daniel Radcliffe came out on the Trevor Project online and wrote a piece saying that he did not agree with her views or opinions. He said that trans women are women, of course, and he stands by that, and that's what we needed to be focusing on. And he thanks JK for giving him a career essentially but he definitely didn't want to be associated with her views and so her new book Troubled Blood it's the latest title written under her pen name Robert Galbraith Um, it's the fifth in its series and it's been labeled by both trans people and gender studies experts as offensive so she should really take a hint The book, um, from what I've read, follows a cold case investigation into the disappearance of a woman in the 1970s who is suspected to be a victim of a male serial killer who dresses like a woman. Yes, problematic. Um, A review of the novel in Britain's Daily Telegraph described the meat of the book as an investigation into the cold case of a missing doctor who's believed to have fallen victim to a murderous cross-dresser, as I said. And the reviewer um, in The Telegraph wrote, one wonders what critics of Rowling's stance on trans issues will make of a book whose moral seems to be never trust a man in a dress. Let that sink in for a minute because, oh boy. It's just so problematic left, right and centre. Like it is really a tone deaf mood to a community that is already so targeted. Like it's just, it's really not necessary. And transgender rights activist and British Vogue columnist Paris Lees tweeted saying Rowling's new book about a transvestite serial killer. Meanwhile, over in the real world, the number of trans people killed in Brazil has risen by 70% this past year. Young trans women are left to burn in cars and men who kill us, in brackets, for being trans, are pardoned and sent home. Which is so fucked. Like, she's writing about something. And yeah, yeah, some people will be like, oh, it's fiction. Oh, it's just a story. But it is harmful to a real community of real people in the real world. And like to not feel safe is bad enough, but to have a famous author adding to that stigma and that hatred and the negative view of you that exists in society, it really must just piled on. And yeah, I can only imagine how horrible it would be reading reading a book. And this is the type of, of trope they're portraying. Um, an article in, on SBS dives into this well, and I'll link that in the show notes. I just, I think... Most people found it really tone deaf because, yeah, trans people are so persecuted and unsafe in so many countries of the world and this just kind of makes it worse. Although I guess you could say it is almost in character with some of the things J.K. Rowling said in the past in relation to trans rights. She's not quite the most understanding, I guess you could say, of the situations. Um, The same SBS article quoted Dr. Lauren Rose Warren, who's a senior lecturer in the School of Social and Political Sciences at the University of Melbourne, and she said, There's a long history of pop culture demonizing people who have a gender or sexuality presentation that differs from what broader society considers normal. It's important to flag that people who are trans are far more likely to be the victims of a crime than involved in the perpetration of it. And I think that's a really, really good point to hammer home with. Dr. Rose Warren also said, I think she kind of upholds this idea that trans women are just trying to get into women's autonomous spaces to harm them. The tropes about the deceitful and violent trans woman relies on the idea that male biology is inherently violent. And yeah, I just, I feel like that kind of sums it up perfectly. That's probably the best, the best few quotes to, to end this topic on because it is, it's like, it may not feel serious to some people, if you're not kind of digging into the topic but it can have really bad ramifications and it does kind of not kind of it definitely contributes to this negative view of trans women and trans people that the world already has and yeah like dr rose one rose one said trans people are more likely to be victims of crime than involved in the actual crime like these are the people that are being targeted in society these are the people that these are the, are the victims, but I would love to, to hear your thoughts on this issue. I know there's a bookstore in Perth actually that made the news um, because it's stopped selling the Harry Potter books because um, it just it doesn't agree with what Rowling, Rowling? <laughs> J.K. Rowling's been talking about and they don't want to support her and they don't want to be participating in that. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that, actually, because it's an interesting topic. I guess I feel like in a way Harry Potter has come so far that it's kind of like its own entity without J.K. Rowling. Like it's like surpassed her and had an impact on so many people's lives that they can love Harry Potter and still call her out on her bullshit and not support her. Although maybe you feel differently on that. Like I'd love to I'd love to hear. Um, But. Yeah, it's just – it kind of makes me sad when there's – you hear about a book like this and also like studying, publishing and stuff at uni, you get a good insight into the amount of people and steps that are involved in getting a book published. Like there's there's so many – there's so many steps – It goes past so many hands. So there's so many people that thought that this was okay and that there wouldn't be mass backlash for this, which is kind of interesting as well as another thing to consider that people, especially in this current political climate, thought that it would all be well and good and it would just kind of gloss by and we'd all go by the book, but clearly not working out that well. Although let's be real, like it'll still be a bestseller and this will blow over, but I don't know. Definitely worth talking about. I feel like we couldn't not talk about it. But I think I will wrap up today's episode there. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you you enjoyed this conversation. And I don't know, maybe it brought up something that you hadn't read in the news this week or or just the same stories that you've been you've been thinking about as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on things especially. I feel like most of these topics actually tied in really nicely together. Not that they were nice stories, but like they tied in well together like the double standards um between when women's nudes are leaked and men's nudes are leaked and then going on into M's essay in the card about her her own image and and I guess um all the things that kind of come into play with that and then jk rowling's book which i guess ties into feminism as well because um she doesn't quite understand how feminism works it appears but again maybe maybe it's too far gone maybe not or just yeah would love to know your thoughts but yeah thanks for tuning in i will be back in your ears again next week Said it before, and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Hi, my name is Adam Reichert, co host of the Talk Eastern Europe podcast. I'm sure you have heard about the country of Belarus, which has been dominating international news headlines and the massive protests and violence that broke out there. To understand this country better, we have prepared a special documentary podcast series called The Story of Belarus, The Nation, Its History, and A New Hope. In this 10-episode documentary, we explore the country in greater detail. You can learn more by visiting www.neweasterneurope.eu slash Belarus or listen anywhere you find podcasts.